that you are here. I have a couple of announcements to share with you this morning as we begin our service. First of all, Operation Christmas Child, we just wanted to say thank you. Uh, if you remember last, uh, when we first, the boxes first came out and our first announcement was last year we did 118 boxes. Well, this year we did 138, so praise the Lord for that. Thank you for your contributions. Uh, very exciting and, and definitely something, again, we're very excited about. There'll be no Awana this Wednesday. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, and today is our Thanksgiving service, so you're going to see that theme as, as we continue through our morning. Christmas gathering on Saturday, December 1st at 5.30. Uh, we'll be having our Christmas gathering here. We'll be singing carols. Please sign up in the fellowship hall if you're planning on coming. That way we're sure of how much food to prepare. Children sign in. Again, we are continuing with that. If you have not signed in your kids into the children's ministry this morning, please do so during greeting time. That way you don't have to step out and the leaders don't come to get your signature during the service. Would you pray with me to begin our service this morning? Thank you, Lord, for your love for us. Thank you, Lord, for sending your only son to die for us. Thank you, Lord, for salvation. Thank you, Lord, that we can gather together today without being afraid of someone breaking down our doors. Thank you for the freedom that we have here in this country, but the freedom we have in Christ. Lord, we ask that you bless the service this morning in Jesus' name. i 
right, we serve a mighty God. Let's take a few moments to stand up, step out, turn around, shake a hand. Welcome those around you to our service this morning.
for the cross has spoken. The cross has spoken. I am forgiven. The King of Kings calls me his own. If a Savior, I'm yours forever. Jesus Christ, my Say I 
morning and I want to highlight one thing that is mentioned there and that is uh, Gary Sims who we financially support as one of our missionaries with Hope Aglow. Um, his daughter of 41 years of age uh, passed away from a short illness. Uh, she had some liver problems so uh, do pray for the uh, Gary Sims family. I also learned just uh, this morning that uh, Matthew and Hannah Finalstock had a little boy. Yes, another one. <laughs> Nathan Williams. Uh, so that makes four little boys. So do pray for the uh, Finalstock family. Father, now as we come before you, we thank you. We thank you for who you are and all the wonderful and great things you've done. Father, there's so many things we should be thankful for this morning for salvation, for life, for freedom. Father, and the list goes on. The hymn writer says we should count our many blessings and we ought to name them one by one and see all the wonderful things that God has done. Father, you are a good and gracious and wonderful God. And Father, this morning, although it's just one day, this is the day that we set aside as the day of thanksgiving, the day in which we as a church on Sunday morning, we acknowledge that, Father, we are a grateful and thankful people. And so, Father, we do thank you for the willingness of Jesus to lie down his, lay down his life for each of us. Father, we do pray for the Sims family. We do ask that you being the God of all comfort, that you would give them a peace and rest that passes all understanding. We're thankful, Lord, for this little boy, Nathan Williams, who has now come into this world. We pray for Matthew and Hannah as they raise these four boys and ask, Lord, that you might bless them. Father, we do thank you for the time you've given us now this morning. I pray that you would use all that we say and all that we do to bring glory to yourself. We come to you as a thankful people. We come to you as those, Lord, who are needy. 
We come to you, Lord, humbly. And thank you for being a great and sovereign and omnipotent God. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Leonard's going to come and lead us in hymn number 565, Come, Ye Thankful People, Come. you to turn to hymn number 570. 570, we gather together. I'll ask you to stand with me as we sing, then, this, then those in junior church can be dismissed. 570.
When you need help, where do you go or who do you go to? When you need help, do you call on family? Do you call on friends? Do you dial 911? The Beatles, many years ago, they sang a song, I get by with a little help from my friends. On TV, there's a commercial with Lifeline products, and it says, help, I've fallen, and I can't get up. We looked a couple of weeks ago at Psalm 124 and verse 8, and there we read these words, our help is in the name of the Lord. Our help is found in God himself. There are in the Psalms what are called songs of ascent. Psalm 120 through 134. And these are songs that were sung by the pilgrims, the Jewish pilgrims, as they would travel from home annually and go up to Jerusalem for the feasts and the festivals. And they would sing out loud And they would cry out to God for help as they were marching to Zion. A few weeks ago, we said that God is on our side. That comes out of Psalm 124, that God is in our corner. And as God delivered Israel, so God delivers us today. And we might take that psalm and summarize it by saying God is omnipotent which means God is all-powerful. He is able to do all things. Next week, we're going to look at Psalm 125. And in that psalm, we read that God surrounds his people. We might say that the attribute that that psalm speaks of is God's omnipresence, that God is everywhere, that you can't go anywhere and hide from God. But this morning, we're going to look at Psalm 121. It's a familiar psalm, at least the opening verses are. And we could summarize this psalm with an attribute of God, that God is omniscient, which means God sees all, and God knows all. So if you would please, turn to 121. And as you're doing that, I'm going to ask that you stand with me. Stand with me. And as the pilgrims, the Jewish pilgrims, as they made their ascent up to Jerusalem, they would sing this song aloud, calling on the help of God. We're not going to sing, but I would like for us to read this together. And I'm not sure what translation you have, but if you want to follow all of us, I suggest you look at the screen behind me. Let's read together. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Thank you. You may be seated. And so as these... 
Jewish pilgrims traveled to Jerusalem, and it was a dangerous journey. The journey was not easy. They did not have paved roads. As a matter of fact, the road from Jericho to Jerusalem was called the Way of the Blood. It was a difficult journey. Climbing mountains, climbing hills, going down into the valleys. And then, of course, you always had the danger of robbers and thieves who could be anywhere on that journey. You had the danger of wild animals, the, the fear of a burning sun in the desert heat. But they knew God was watching their every step. They knew that God was, he was able to see their every move. I suggest to you this morning that that's something to be thankful for. To know that God sees you. That God watches over you. That you have a guard and a protector at all times. Do you need help this morning? In whatever situation, whatever circumstance you find yourself in today, do you need help? If so, this psalm is for you. And it teaches us three truths why we should be thankful. Number one, the creator is your helper. The creator is your helper. These verses, these opening verses, I lift up my eyes, and we know it from the King James, do we not? I lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence cometh my help. And the answer comes in verse 2. My help comes from the Lord, and he is the maker of heaven and earth. As they would approach Jerusalem, they saw the mountains. They would cross over many mountains. And they often cried out to God. For help. There were mountains like Ararat and Moriah, Sinai, Nebo, Carmel, Hermon, and Olivet. They had to climb these hills and down into the valleys. It was rough, rough terrain. Next week, we'll, we will look at the verse that speaks of God who surrounds his people as the mountains literally surround Jerusalem, the holy city of God. I want to show you a map of Jerusalem, and you can see for yourself the number of mountains. I don't know how clear that is in the back, but uh, there are, you can see the mountains from top to bottom, Carmel and Tabor, uh, Geboah, Ebal, Gerizim, and then down at Mount Moriah, Mount Zion, you have Mount Olivet and others. But you can see that terrain, very, very mountainous around the holy city. Mountains were a picture of strength. A picture of stability. These mountains were great in size. They were long-lasting and unchanging. And it wasn't the mountains they were to look at, but they were to look beyond the hills and beyond the mountains because the mountains reflected their creator. Because God was much greater in power and greater in strength in what they saw the things he has made. But I think this psalm is not only a declaration of hope, a declaration that we have God on our side, that, that God is watching our every move, but it's a cry of despair because they didn't know what was coming. They didn't know what was coming. Danger was lurking in those hills and waiting for an opportunity to pounce on these weary travelers. So where does the pilgrim, where does this Jewish family, where do they find help as they cry out their SOS to God? And the answer comes in verse 2, from the maker of heaven and earth, the very one, who stood on the edge of nothing and by the word of his mouth 
brought into existence all that they could see. Three times in these songs of ascent, we have these words, maker of heaven and earth. The king of creation is their helper. The king of creation is our helper. And that's something to be thankful for. In Jeremiah chapter 10 and verse 12, we read these words. But God, he made the earth by his power. He founded the world by his wisdom. And he stretched out the heavens by his understanding. In other words, the maker of heaven and earth, he has unlimited power, unlimited wisdom and understanding. He has all the resources and even more to meet your every need. God has the world in his hands. And he is said to be your helper. That's something to be thankful for, to know that God is on your side. You know, if God can make a universe, surely he can take care of me. What a truth to think that we have God as our helper. The second thing I see in this psalm is this. It's that God is your protector. The key words in this psalm are, are the Lord watches over. Six times we have the words watches over. That God is watching over you as he watched over Israel. And that word watches, or in the King James, I believe it says keepeth. It actually could be translated to protect or to guard. In other words, we have God as our bodyguard, as our protector. The rich and the famous, the celebrities, the athletes, they often hire a bodyguard to watch over them and watch out for them. We have the God of the universe as our bodyguard who is always there with us and for us. God is our protector, and it says he will not let your foot slip. Now, think about these Jewish pilgrims walking on this treacherous terrain. A fatal slip could be fatal, or a, a slip could be fatal. But notice it says, he will not. You know, God's will always prevails. We can't thwart the will of God. And if God does not want for your foot to slip, it will not slip. Sometimes, however, God, his will is not that we're always stable, but that we do fall at times, whether that be physical, whether that be spiritual, whether that be mental. God allows us to fail. God allows us to fall. It's for our good. It also speaks of God as one who will not slumber or sleep. I like what the NIV Study Bible says in the footnote. It says, he is the unsleeping guardian of Israel. The unsleeping guardian of Israel. That's our guardian as well. We have one who does not sleep. We have one who, who never falls asleep at the switch. One who never dozes off, never gets distracted, never is tired, never is weary. Do you know that if you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning feeling sick or worried, God is right there watching over you? Have you ever snuck in on your children when they're sound asleep at night? I used to like to do that. There's just something about standing over your child. The rest, the peace, the calm. God stands and watches over us. God does not sleep. God does not slumber. The story is told in, uh, back in World War II when the Germans were, were bombing the city of London. And the bombs would come all night long. And the following morning, they would go out into the rubble and would search for survivors and even the dead. 
One night after a long, or one time after a long night of bombing, they went out into the streets and through the rubble, they found all the survivors and those who, who had been killed. And everyone was accounted for except for one. One old grandma, Mrs. Smith. They looked and they looked and they could not find her. And finally someone thought, maybe we ought to look in her house. And there they found her sound asleep in her bed. And they asked her, how could you sleep? How could you sleep through a night long of bombing and all of that noise? And her answer was priceless. This is what she said. She said, well, the Bible says, he who keeps Israel never slumbers nor sleeps. And I decided there was no use in both of us staying up. So I just went to sleep and left it in the Lord's hands. The Lord is also our shade, it says in these verses. You know, the heat of the desert was brutal. The heat at Israel is brutal. And sunstroke was a real danger. You know what shade is when you're out sitting at a sporting event in the middle of July and the heat is just pounding on you. You look for a shade tree or an umbrella or something for relief. And as a tree protects against the scorching rays, so God protects us day and night. Never taking his eyes off of his people. That's something to be thankful for, that you have a protector. You have a constant bodyguard, no matter where you are. And then the third thing I see that we ought to be thankful for this morning is that the Lord will keep you from harm. Verse 8 of this psalm says this, the Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. This verse speaks of the complete and absolute protection of God in all of life. No matter where you are, what you're doing, you might be at school, at work, at home, traveling or sleeping, we have a guard who is standing watch with his eyes always open to assure no harm comes to his people. In Psalm 34, verse 15, it says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. The eyes of God are always focused right on you. God sees you when you leave for work. He sees you young people when you walk into your classroom. He sees you moms as you walk the aisles of giant, as you sit at your computer or walk into the woods in a few weeks to go after the deer in the, in, in the mountains. God sees you as you sit at the bleachers at that sporting event or when you lay your head on your pillow. There's never a time when God takes his eyes off of you there's never a time when God falls asleep at the... There's never a time when God does not see you. There's a verse in Matthew chapter 10 that I'm going to read in just a moment. But in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus has been with his disciples now for a brief period of time. And it's time now to send the disciples out. Out into a cruel, unknown world. It's a dangerous world, as it is today. We don't know what tomorrow brings. And Jesus decided to send the 12 men that he has been with, prayed with, walked with, ate with. He's going to send them now out into a dangerous world. And he warns them of that. He says to his 12 men, be on guard against men. Be on guard against men. You, my disciples, you're like sheep. And I'm sending you out into a world of wolves. You're going to be arrested. 
You're going to be persecuted. You're going to be flogged. But after Jesus says all of that, he says, but don't be afraid. <laughs> oh, don't be afraid. All these things are going to happen to you. But you don't have to be afraid. Why would he say that? How can he say that? Well, let me read to you a few verses from Matthew chapter 10. Jesus then says to his disciples, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs on your head, they're all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. God is saying to his 12 disciples, I know what's coming. I know all things. I know when sparrows fall to the ground. I, I know, men, the number of hairs that are on each of your heads. And if I know these things, don't you think I know what's coming? Don't you think God sees where you're going? Does God not watch over you and care for you and love you more than these birds? There was a song as I was preparing for this sermon. It's entitled, His Eye is on the Sparrow. And I've asked Dean and Jean to come and sing this song for us this morning. Should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is He. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. And I sing because I'm happy. Yes, I sing because I'm free. For his eye is on the spell.
and resting on His goodness. I lose my doubts and fears. I draw Thee closer to me from For his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me and I sing because I'm happy yes I sing because I'm free Johnny, he was invited to a birthday party. It was his best friend's party, and he wanted to go so badly. He was waiting and waiting and waiting a long time for the day to come, but it started to snow, and it snowed, and it snowed, and he asked his dad if he could walk over to his friend's house. It was only a couple streets away. And Dad looks out, and already he looks and sees several feet of snow. And he hesitated. The little Johnny begged Daddy, everybody else will be there. It's only a short distance. And so Dad finally said, okay, you can go. Little Johnny puts on his beanie and his gloves and a warm coat and his boots, and off he goes. It was a slow journey. What took usually five minutes took 45 minutes. And finally gets to the door, and he rings the doorbell, and as he's waiting, as he's waiting for the answer to the door, he looks back and he sees a man who's walking away. You see, his dad had followed him without him even knowing it. That's our God. Our God is always watching. He's always watching. That's something to be thankful for, that we have a guard. We have a protector. We have a God who always sees. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time of year for this day, but Father, we certainly thank you for yourself. Father, as you watched over Israel, so you watch over us. Lord, you see us. You know our every move. Father, that brings such comfort and joy knowing that you are there beside us every step of life's journey. Father, for those this morning who are struggling, need help, 
Father, help them to know. Help each of us to know, Lord, that you have promised your presence, that you will never, ever leave us or forsake us, that you love us and care for us more than we will ever know. We are more valuable than the sparrows. And you care and watch over us as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to close with thanks to God for my Redeemer, and we'll be dismissed. Hymn number 571. Would you stand with me? We'll sing all three stanzas, and we'll be on our way. Thanks to God for my Redeemer. Thanks for all Thou dost provide. For times but now a memory. Thanks for Jesus by my side. Thanks for pleasant balmy springtime. For dark. Thanks for tears by now for God. Thanks for peace within my soul. Thanks for prayers that thou hast answered. For what thou dost deny. For storms that I have weathered. For all thou dost supply. Thanks for pain. For pleasure. Thanks for calm in despair that now can measure thanks for love beyond compare thanks for roses by the wayside their stems contain thanks for homes thanks for hope that sweet refrain Thanks for joy and thanks for sorrow. Heavenly peace with thee. Thanks for hope. Tomorrow, thanks through all. Father, this is just a short list of the things that we ought to be thankful for. Father, you're Word tells us we're to be thankful in everything, for this is your will. And so, Lord, as we go from here today, help us to be a thankful, thankful people. In Jesus' name.